Fantastic, super talented, incredibly belty Emily Skinner. Hi, Emily. Hello. How are you? you? It's so good to talk to you. How are you? Good. What are you up to these days? Uh, What am I up to right now? Uh, I'm in rehearsal for a production of Picnic with the round with the uh, the transfer group. Oh, cool. We're doing a William Minge rap right now. Awesome. Yeah. I feel like I remember reading about them, and I can't remember who else is in the cast. Oh, it's a great group of people. Um, Michelle Clark is in it. John Kelliani is in it. Um, Heather McRae. Uh, a bunch of people that you probably haven't seen a lot before because they're, they're recently out of school. Um, it's a great group. Awesome. Really great group. Very cool. And I could be wrong, but I feel like you recently finished doing Drowsy. Would that be right? Oh gosh, I did. I did it regionally last year. Yeah. What was and, that and like? Here in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. That's too funny. What was it like to be in that show? I, I music directed that show, and it's such a high energy from point of start. Oh gosh, it's it's you know it's such a charming sort of jewel box of a show, um, and at least it sort of far as the rest of the country goes. Uh, a lot of people really don't know that show, mm-hmm. so they show up sort of not knowing what to expect, right? And then they they get sort of instantly charmed by it. It's wonderful. It's wonderful to go to a theater and then feel surprised. Yeah, and I remember that that was how I felt when I first saw it in New York. I just I didn't know what it was. I had no expectations of it at all, and it was just charming from start to finish. That's so cool. Like smart, charming. <laughs> And, it, you know, I growing up on the cast album and stuff, and then you see it live with all the book and stuff, I didn't, I feel like I didn't expect some of the twists and turns that it took. So it was really cool to just be enthralled. Yeah, yeah. Lots of, lots of fun. Yeah. Lots of fun. Because I think some of those same people have written a, a new show called The Prom. Um, oh, Yeah. Yeah, that I, I I'm hoping it's going to come to New York in the next next year or so. That's awesome. I yeah. hope so I didn't know that they've written. I didn't know Prom was by them. That's so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so let's take a trip down memory lane for a little bit because I'm so intrigued about the history of Emily Skinner. Where did you go to college? I went to Carnegie Mellon in Pittsburgh. That's where I went to school. Okay, and you grew up in Virginia, and then went to Pittsburgh, and then went to New York. 
Now, where in Virginia? Because I host this cat podcast from Virginia. How cool. Uh, I'm from Richmond, Virginia. So we're about the two hours away, which is so yeah. cool. So you know what it's like when we get snow here in Virginia. Um, they lose their mind. <laughs> and I, yeah. I, I yeah. grew up in... It's a little bit like that here in New York. <laughs> you, it is. It's funny, because I remember last year during uh, BroadwayCon... Mother Nature just had a fit and That's shut right. us down. That's right, it did. Yeah. It was insane. We had so many people from all over the country coming in and were essentially stuck at the hotel because they couldn't, they closed on the subways and Ubers and taxis and it was crazy. I remember that. That's right. That's right. And it was like we all got the notification during the rent reunion and nobody was going to leave. So we were just like, well, I guess we're here. It'll be great. Slumber party. Awesome. (laughs) Now, after college from Carnegie Mellon, what was your first Broadway or regional audition? Oh, God. I don't even, honestly, I don't even remember that. It's long ago. I've been edited a long time. My first, my first sort of major thing I did in New York was I did a production of um, a Christmas Carol that Lynn Aarons and Alan Menken had written. And okay. I did it at Madison Square Gardens. And I did that. I was in the original company of that. That's um, awesome. So that was sort of soon after I, I got out of school. Now, yeah. do you remember when you were doing the audition circuit and how long it took you after you first auditioned to book your first big job? Well, you know, I um, I was very lucky. I got into school um, and was lucky enough to, to uh, get an agent. And within a month of school, I had booked my my first job, um, which was the workshop of Jekyll and Hyde. Okay. Um, and so I, I booked that pretty, you know, a couple of weeks into after moving to New York. I thought, well, this is going to be easy. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, I don't think I worked for like nine months. Oh God! <laughs> I just went to audition after audition after audition after audition. So it was it was sort of a, it was a, an instant sort of reality check, right? <laughs> for me. Oh God! Of, oh, this is quite going to be. <laughs> now, what was your first Broadway show that you were in? Uh, my first Broadway show was Jekyll High. And what was that like? I mean, just being able to be, you know, have your first Broadway show and for it to be Jekyll and Hyde and Frank Wildhorn and, you know, what was that like for you? Um, I'm, I'm trying to think of what a, what a good answer would be. <laughs> um, it was, it was, it was great. I was very happy for, for Frank and, and Linda Etter that, that they sort of finally come into Broadway because they had, they had done it out of the alley in Houston, and they had done a workshop over in New York, and they had done a national tour of it, and it just was taking quite a long time for it to actually come to New York. So I remember being just very glad for them that it sort of finally happened. Right. And that show ran over three years on, on Broadway. I, I only did it for the first six months because I then went on to go do a uh, sideshow. I went to do a sideshow. Um, but I was very happy to be part of that um, and very part of that company. That's so cool. It's it's a beautiful, beautiful show. It's a hard show, but it's a beautiful show. It's great music, great well music. Absolutely. I love I love his stuff. 
Yeah. Now, what and, and was... Nobody, nobody's saying better than Linda. Yeah. Oh, Linda. Gosh, she's a dear person, too. So sweet. Um, What was... This is such a weird and broad question, so I'm going to try and narrow it down, but... What was the hardest Broadway show for you that you were in? And I guess there's so many different branches of what constitutes as hard, whether it's emotionally or physically. So I guess I'll just stick with those two for emotionally and physically. Uh, let me see. Uh, Sideshow was difficult and Billy Elliot was, was difficult, but kind of for different reasons. Sideshow was, was really... Um, vocally challenging to say that eight times a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus, when we were doing it, when we were sort of previewing it and doing it, we um, we were constantly getting up, having to get up and, 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 and sing and perform on early morning shows. Right. So, you know, we finished the show at 11 o'clock and we have to get up at, at 6 a.m. to bust our, our guts out at, at 7 or 7.30 a.m., Show. So that was, it was very hard to try to maintain it vocally when you didn't get enough rest. Right. <laughs> Quite honestly. So that was, that was really challenging um, for me. And then Billy was challenging in another way just because it was, um, it was such a physical show and it was such a sort of technical show. Right. Sort of, sort of physically technical in a way that I, I sort of hadn't been asked to do in my career before. Um, so I think those two probably most challenging musicals, yeah. Oh my gosh, they're both beautiful shows, too. So exciting, yeah. What is the hardest lesson you learned while being on Broadway? The hardest lesson I've learned while being on Broadway, um, uh. I would say that eight shows, eight times a week is not for pussies. <laughs> so pussies. true. So true. Eight, eight, eight times a week is not for sissies. <laughs> it, is, it, is, it is a a brutal sort of really demanding schedule. Um, and you really sort of, uh, you kind of can't mess around with it. And you kind of have to put a good chunk of your life on hold in order to do it. You know, it's, it's, especially if you're playing leads on on Broadway. Um, that's that's what I would say. <laughs> that that I, that I wasn't prepared for, and you know, the school I went to or anything like that. You, you sort of really don't sort of figure that until you're doing it, you right? Know? Especially until you're doing long runs of shows. And how long did you run in Sideshow? Sideshow was very short. I think we ran, you know. God, when did we learn? Three odd months? Okay. I think. Yeah, it was very, very short. We opened in the season where um, uh, Lion King and Ragtime and Scarlet Pimper and all, and these huge, huge, big budget musicals. <laughs> and then our little show, which had, you know, <laughs> no no marketing budget, no advertising, no nothing. Um, so it was, it was really amazing that we even got up at all. <laughs> But I feel like, you know, uh, Sideshow is like the movie Newsies, where it grew legs after it was gone. It just seems like there's so many people that have such a connection with Sideshow and such a love for the show, but didn't get the chance to see it, so they lived through it with the cast album. Do you find that to be true for you in meeting people? Yeah, 
I, I think that's very, very true. And it's, it's why when sh- musicals close and they don't do a cast album, I, I get very sad for them. Yeah. Because I know it is, it is absolutely the case that musicals live on and, and find lives elsewhere via cast albums. Absolutely. Very, very much so. You know, so I was, I was very grateful we got to do one. Yeah. Ugh. What, who, or what, or who, I guess, was your musical influence? What or who was my musical influence? Yeah. Huh. Oh, gosh, I don't know. I, I think I listened to most of the same people that every, everybody sort of listens to growing up if, if you're into, into musicals, you know? I sort of listened to a wide variety of, of musicals. I listened to all the sort of classic musicals, and then I... I also grew up with a sort of, you know, Andrew Lloyd Webber, Jesus Christ Superstar, and Adidas, and stuff like that. Um, I've always sort of been attracted to musical people who, when you listen to them on cast album, they're not necessarily singers, but they are actors who sing, mm-hmm. because their performances, come, their performances come through, their, their acting performance comes through the vocals. Yes. You know? um, I'm, I'm a big fan of people like, you know, Dorothy Lab for that reason. Okay. Yeah. Because you, know? you can listen to her and you can literally visualize the performance. Right. <laughs> you know. That's so true. Like, if I'm going to drive to that kind of stuff. <laughs> I love it. Now, what inspires you to keep educating and teaching and sharing your passion? Oh, gosh. Um... Oh, I love I love teaching. I love coaching. It challenges me in a, in a different way than and performing doesn't. You know, um, I I love it. I have a, I feel like I have a, a small amount of wisdom in regards to performing just because I've been doing it for so long, and I I really like sharing it. Sharing mm-hmm. little bits I know, and I really like trying to figure out different ways to talk to different students um, and, and trying to get them to have light bulb moments. Because we're all different, you right. know. Um, yeah, I, I really, really enjoy teaching. I hope to do a lot more of it in the future, actually. <laughs> Keep that in mind. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Without naming names and giving too much dish, has anybody ever given you just terrible advice? And what was it? Terrible advice? Ooh, let me see. Uh... Well, I, <laughs> I had a voice teacher early on in my career who shall remain nameless, <laughs> <laughs> who I remember distinctly one time in voice lesson her saying, squeeze your butt cheeks together really hard whenever you want to hit a high note. <laughs> <laughs> Which is probably like the, maybe some of the worst advice, singing advice, actually. <laughs> That's funny. When you're when you're singing when you're singing in a, in a, in a high place, you actually sort of that's sort of counterintuitive. You actually yep. sort of be, want to figure out how to make your body as loose and relaxed as ever in order to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a great piece of advice. So anyone out there listening, don't just squeeze your butt cheeks together when you're going for high notes. <laughs> now, on the flip side of the coin, what's some of the best advice you've been given? Um, 
I would say be nice to everybody. Mm-hmm. Be nice to everybody. That that doesn't mean be be saccharine and fake. That just means um, you know this sort of show business world is sort of a small world. And people come around again and again and again in your life and your career. So it, it, it behooves you and it, and it benefits you to sort of be as gracious and easy to work with and amenable and kind uh, to everybody you encounter, you know? I thought that's sort of good life advice. <laughs> right? <laughs> Especially in this political climate. My goodness. You know? <laughs> What advice can you give to those that are just graduating college or graduating high school and wanting to do this as a career in college? What would, what would you advise them? For, for people going, just graduating high school who want to do this? High school and then the flip side of after those four years of high, or after those four years of college, what about after that? Huh, what would I say to that? Um... I would say probably, uh, you know, keep studying. Keep studying as much as you can. But alongside studying, I feel like the best training to be an actor is is acting. Right. The best training for the stage is being on stage. If you want to be on stage, if you want to, you know, do that as a, as a career, then get yourself on stage as much as possible because that's where you learn. You learn from other actors. And you learn, so you teach yourself things from the experience of, of performing, you know, maybe, maybe as much as more so than an excellent teacher in a class. That's amazing. Now, I've actually never asked this question, but I'm going to ask you because I feel like it would be kind of cool to know. Who is the most giving actor, actress that you've had the opportunity to work with? Oh my gosh, I've worked with so many really giving actors. So many, so many. Um, right now I'm working with John Cariani in Picnic with me, and he's one of the loveliest, most, most sort of generous uh, actors I think I've ever encountered. Um, just sort of relatively ego-free, if that's even possible in an actor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and just as interested in, in the quality of the work and telling the story cleanly and well and, and, and making, a, making a path for, for the other actors he's working with. Awesome. Which is such a fantastic way to go into uh, a rehearsal process, you know. Um, but I've worked with other, other people similar to him, you know. Um, but he's very special. Yeah. It just sounds like such a safe environment when working with him. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I think that's a good, that's a good word. It, it's very safe. It's very so safe. Cool. Yeah, which is, which is not always the case, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that. Now, with your career, has there ever been something that you look back on and you go, God, I wish I could do that again or do it differently or not do it at all? Oh, yes. Many times. <laughs> Many times. Oh, dear. But, you know, you learn You learn from experience. Uh, you know, hopefully I've grown, you know, a little wiser as, I, as I've gone on in my life. Um, yeah, but, oh, gosh, there's definitely some of the things I would have done differently, choices that I would have made. Um, 
And I, I, you know, we learn from what we do. That's true. We learn from the choices that we do make. Yeah. Now, do you see a common mistake in some of the youth that do musical theater in this in the industry? A common mistake. Hmm. Well, um, as someone who is is in rehearsal uh, studios a lot, um, I get to hear people people auditioning um, quite a lot, and I I will. Hey, I, and I think this is to be a result of like growing up in our American Idol culture. <laughs> um, I, there's a there's an awful lot of riffing, uh-huh. and Lord knows I'm I, I love riffing. <laughs> bring it on, love riffing, but um, it's not always appropriate for every every song. Right. Um, you know the old statement: just because you can doesn't mean you should. Right. It's, it's a good idea to sort of be be uh, astute enough to realize when that's appropriate and when it's not. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so I, I think that, and I I also sort of know, I've, I've realized, and, and musical directors are smart enough to realize too, if you go on an audition and you're riffing so much, it, it tends, they tend to think you're covering or an inability to, to sing in a pure way. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. By that. Um, so, so be, I guess be, be sort of smart about it. Mm-hmm. Be smart about it. If you have questions about it, you know, ask your voice teacher, ask your, ask your, you know, you know, other people that you think are older and wiser. <laughs> you know? That's so cool. Yeah. That's such a, I never thought about that either, is that it can be covering for what you can't do. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and believe me, musical directors in, in New York are, are smart. <laughs> Very know. true. Now, if there was some advice that you could give to high school theater teachers or college professors getting people ready for the next level, what would that advice be having been in the industry for a little bit? Advice to advice to people teaching. Yeah. Said, oh gosh, God, get your kids to theater as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Get them to see stuff. Get, get expose them mm-hmm. to it as well as as well as doing it. You know, take them to see things. Show them the videos of live performances if you can't. You know, take them to live performances and then have conversations about it and have conversations about the pieces, the shows themselves, and the performances in them. And, and, um, yeah, that's what I'd say. That's so awesome. It's so cool. I, if I, trust me, I would love to have had the opportunity to go see more shows and I, as a high school student. I just didn't, but I wish I did. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? Now, with the advent of the internet, boy, it's changed things. I know. <laughs> you know? Boy, has it changed. There was none of that when I was growing up, you know? So true. It was once a year I got, once a year I got to, you know, park myself in front of the TV and look at the Tonys. Right, exactly. And I remember, you know, they did a musical number, and it was like, oh, my God, out there. That's happening out there. I want to do that, you know. <laughs> but now you can sort of go on the Internet, and there's so much on there. There is a lot of wonderful, <laughs> you know, to inspire people and get people motivated and excited. And, it's yeah, so great. cool. Now, when you audition, what's in your audition binder? 
Oh, God. Uh, a lot of diversity. <laughs> a lot of diversity. <laughs> um, gosh. I mean, I've, you know, I've got everything under the sun because I've been doing this sort of a long time. Mm-hmm. I've got funny stuff. I've got legit stuff. I've got um, uh, belty stuff. I've got sort of tender stuff. Um, but I, I do think people starting out do not have to have that. Right. I think a lot of times people sort of starting out in, in the in the business um, think or have been told or whatever you've got a book of like fifty songs that you can give an opening night performance of <laughs> for every audition, and that's that's literally impossible when you're you know twenty years old. You just don't. You just do not have that. You know. Um, you and nor should you. Nor do, nor does anyone expect you to. You know. Right. Um, when you get to be my age, they expect you to have that. <laughs> um, I, I think really, kids starting out just need to have a binder full of a couple of songs. Right. Just a couple of songs that you do really well. That you know, at any moment, you can you can take that to audition and knock it out of the park. Right. Because you've worked on it, you've finessed it, you've polished it, you know. So I could take the pressure off yourself. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is a difficult question. Well, maybe it's not a difficult question. I'm going to just throw it out there. If you could be any other occupation, what would it be? Oh, gosh. Um... Either a teacher or a vet, because I love I love animals. I love being around animals. Okay. Um, yeah, or, or or a teacher, or a teacher. All right. Because I'm I'm thrilled by being around um, uh, kids and and watching them learn and and maybe helping them learn and, right. and talent inspires me enormously. Young talent is enormously motivating to me. So. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, I got to see you. I spent New Year's Eve with you, which is something I've never done before, um, at your (laughs) cabaret. And it was incredible. Absolutely incredible. And I play it in my head daily. So I hope you know that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So what what does it take to pick songs and pick, you know, pick material for an evening like that? Oh, gosh. I just try to think about, um, I, I, I think very much about, I try not to just get up and do, here's the song I like. Right. I, I try very hard to <laughs> think about what's going to entertain and engage an audience. Right. You know, put, put, put the audience first. You know, I'm a, I'm a stage actor, so I'm, and I'm, I'm not a, a vocalist, I'm not a chanteuse, you know. Um, I, so I really do a lot of sort of pieces that are, that are theatrical, where I, I can sort of show, you know, my, my actress strengths, um, and maybe sort of take people on a journey with that, you know. But that's me! Everybody's different! <laughs> and that's great! Now, do you find it difficult to do cabaret as opposed to a Broadway show? Uh, no, I don't. I don't. Um, should I? <laughs> well, no, I, you know, I found that people... Maybe I do it. Maybe I haven't thought enough, enough about it. <laughs> people, it's been interesting to hear people's thoughts because some people I've talked to are like, well, it's easier to be somebody else. And then in cabaret, you're you. 
Yeah, it's true. But I feel like, you know, if you're on the stage, whether you're being yourself or being another character, you should ultimately feel comfortable. Right. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Hopefully you feel comfortable, you know? Well, enough with yourself as a person. That's true. You know? Yeah. Now, I mean, I think also when I'm, when I'm, for most of the things that I, I do on, on stage in, in a show, I don't, uh, when I'm sort of focusing on, on playing a character, I don't go, I do, don't do some voodoo method magic <laughs> and go, now I'm the whole other person. I, I think if I were Emily Skinner in this situation, with this background, with this, you know, with the complications of this story, how would it be? Right. And that tends to be how my characters play it out. You know what I mean? It's so cool. And you are funny, like absolutely funny, like fall out of your chair, hilarious. Have you ever done stand up or any type of comedy? Show no, or but my roast? sister does, and she's fantastic. Oh my gosh. My sister Eliza does. She's, she was from that, that sketch comedy improv world, and she's done stand up, and now she writes. Uh, comedy for TV in Los Angeles. That's so awesome. What show, what show is she yeah. writing for? Eliza Skinner. Google her, people. She's awesome. Absolutely <laughs> will. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. We Skinners, we like the funny. <laughs> we, we like the funny in my family. That's too good. I love it. So there's <laughs> a story that you've told in many concerts, and I would love to have you tell it again. Because it humors me to a point where I can't control myself. So I have to set oh, it up no. so that God. you don't. Okay. So I, either you or Alice were out of a uh, sideshow for a day and Lauren Kennedy stepped in. That's and right. you right. came back to your show. <clears throat> I think it was you. I we can't came, remember. Yeah, we, we came back and we were in the middle of the show. Or, or in the middle of the first act. Uh, and we had a, a 30 second costume change that was like choreographed down to the like, last second. Um, and then at the end of it, we were sort of pushed into these Egyptian sarcophaguses and turned around and we, we sort of went into this Egyptian vaudeville number. Um, but we, we went off from the scene that we had been singing just before and I'm making the change and, and, both of us had, had a wig person and a, and a dresser there, you know, to do these changes, these very second changes. <laughs> and I'm starting to put on my dress. And I'm like, oh, my God, I can't, can't fit in this dress. I can't put a wig in this dress. Oh, my God. And it turns out my, they had my understudy costume. Who's <laughs> 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 Lauren Kennedy was a teeny, teeny person. Um, so my dresser was just hysterical. And hysterical that she made the, my, the error, and they <laughs> she had to run upstairs, back to the dressing room, a couple flights of stairs, and run back down to to get my my dress to make. And but while this was happening, that I mean that must have taken uh, you know at least two minutes or something just to do that, just for her to do that. And they just kept vamping <laughs> over and over again. David and Chase, who was the musical director, just had to sort of keep vamping. Which was just crazy. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And then I heard there was a part two that you put the new dress on backwards. Oh gosh. I don't I don't believe I put the dress on backwards. 
That's too but funny. I do remember that we got into these sarcophaguses and we got in the wrong way around. That's what it is. <laughs> so that Alice was on the, the side I was supposed to be. So, uh, meanwhile, you know, all of this is happening. I'm hysterical. My dress is hysterical. And Alice thinks it's the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> How just laughing away, laughing away. I'm like, why are you laughing? Yeah, that's just awful. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh god it gets me every time oh my well listen i have some rapid fire questions for you and then a question from a previous guest that they left for you but they didn't know it was you and i would love for you to leave one for our next guest who you also don't know so oh. i'm gonna ask you some rapid fire questions to have our listeners get to know emily skinner okay all right here we go what is your right. favorite movie what is what? Your favorite movie. Oh, favorite movie. Uh, let's see. Uh, original Star uh, Star Born with um, James Mason and Judy Garland. Yes. Favorite TV show? Favorite TV show? Oh, God, these are hard. <laughs> um, God, at the moment, House of Cards on Netflix. So good. Favorite color? Mmm. He's on so hard. God, blue. <laughs> Favorite candy. These are these questions are just cruel. These are just cruel. These questions. Uh, anything chocolate. Okay. Anything chocolate. Favorite pre-show meal. Uh, let's see. Um, probably um sushi. So good. If I can get it. <laughs> right. Favorite post-show meal. Um, let's see. Avocado on waffle bread. Mm-hmm. Favorite show currently running on Broadway? Ooh. Oh, God. Well, I'm going to have to say Hamilton. It's so good. <laughs> I, I have to say Hamilton. It's so good. How can I not say Hamilton? That's too fun. Favorite cast recording? Oh, God. Ah. I don't even answer that. Jesus. I'm going to maybe have to say Hamilton again. Favorite old school Broadway show before 1990? Before 1990. Hmm. You know, all right, speaking of Dorothy Latin, I say Annie. Okay. Favorite guilty pleasure snack? Guilty pleasure snack. Uh, organic chicken fingers. Ooh, all right. <laughs> Favorite guilty pleasure TV show? Oh, say that again? Favorite guilty pleasure TV show? Guilty pleasure TV show. Oh, my God. Um, all right, every, every once in a while, every once in a while, um, I will watch one of those Real Housewives shows. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Favorite holiday? Thanksgiving. Favorite season? It's food-oriented. Yeah. I'm with you. <laughs> Favorite season? Oh, sorry, say that again? Favorite season? Favorite season? Fall. Oh, it's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Love fall. Yeah. Favorite coast, East Coast or West Coast? East Coast. <laughs> Favorite vacation spot? Ooh. 
Favorite vacation spot? Uh, Paris. Ooh. Now, this is a three-parter. Favorite dream role that you have played? Favorite dream role that is in your age bracket to play right now? And favorite Ooh. dream role that you want to play? <laughs> well, I think there's probably a gypsy and a Miss Hannigan in my, in my near future. Yes. Let I me know when. Sure in my near future. I'll be yeah. there. <laughs> I love it. And how about ones that you played that you absolutely loved? Oh, wow. Um, you know, I've had riches. I don't even know how to, how to answer that. Right. Um, so much of what I, what I play sort of <laughs> these days uh, tends to be sort of um, bitter, ride middle-aged women. Um, so for that reason alone, it was really wonderful to play Mame, mm-hmm. just because she's nothing, she's nothing but good intent, you know? Right. She's nothing but, but about making other people feel good and, and seeing the richness of life and the antithesis of all of that. So, that's, Mame. That's so cool. And then, I have this lovely mystery question for you. Oh, God. All right. What keeps you going whenever you feel like you want to quit? What keeps you going? Huh. You know, the thought that um, I don't know that I would be genuinely as happy doing anything else. Okay. That's, that's what sort of keeps coming back, even when things are really sucky for me. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> now, what question would you like to leave for our next guest, who I cannot tell you who it is? Ooh. Oh, gosh. I don't know if I can I do a good existential one like the one someone left me. Boy. Um, okay. What would you like on your gravestone? Ooh. What would you like written about you on your gravestone? One one sentence, one phrase. I like that. I am writing it down right now. <laughs> That's amazing. The actress Mary Louise Wilson, uh, who's written a fantastic book, and if anybody hasn't written, writ, wrote, read it, you should go get it because it's marvelous. But uh, being a, a career in the theater, lifetime is a stage she says her what she would like as her epitaph is she was the best thing in it. <laughs> That's so Which good. Which I think is pretty spectacular. That's so good. <laughs> Emily yeah. Skinner, I cannot thank you enough for your wisdom, your laughs, your stories, and spending a little bit of time on this lovely Friday Eve sharing your gift and your passion. I appreciate it. Oh, thanks, Rose. It was really fun. And you asked great questions. Thank you. I'm so glad you were able to be on and we could work it out and it wasn't too crazy. Yeah, me too. Me too. And I (laughs) will hopefully get out to see Picnic. And if not Picnic, I'm going to look for a Miss Hannigan or a Gypsy in the near future. I'm feeling it. Oh, yeah. It'll be around. I'm feeling it in my heart. I'm excited about it. (laughs) 
Can we, can we catch you on Instagram and Twitter and your website? What are all of those addresses if you have them? You know, I'm not on Twitter. I'm on, I'm on Instagram and I'm on Facebook. If people want to check me out and I, I have a website. What? People can sort of look at that, and I haven't updated in a while, but I have some stuff to update, and I'll be doing that in the next couple of weeks. Awesome. Um, but I'm at emily-skinner.com. Awesome. emily-skinner.com on the interweb. Yeah. She's all over the YouTube as well, friends, so go check that out. Oh, God. You, who knows? You may actually see Sideshow. <laughs> Not that it's legal, but it may be up there. I'm just saying. Yeah, right. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I cannot thank you enough. And I'm sure our listeners have gotten so many laughs and so much great feedback and information from you. And if you ever have another concert on New Year's Eve, I will be there. Unless it's in Alaska, that's really... But if it's in Alaska, I'm out. It's very far. (laughs) But thank thank you so much. All right, I'm going to sign off. All right, I look forward to chatting with you and seeing what you're doing soon. Thanks again. Okay, you're welcome, Roy. Night. Good night.